Hello and welcome to the Bangla Cricket Podcast. I'm Roshan and in this episode we're looking back at Bangladesh's 3-2 win against New Zealand in the five-match 2020 series. Joining me to look back at the series is Saif Hasnat from the United News of Bangladesh. Saif, so good to have you back on the podcast. Thank you, Roshan. Uh, it's really great to back to your podcast again. So Bangladesh have beaten New Zealand 3-2 in a five-match T20 series, which feels like good news you know Bangladesh have beaten a big team Bangladesh have won a series at home it's the first series win against New Zealand um for me there were also a lot of good individual performances you know um I saw Mohammed Naeem taking responsibility at the top of the order um Mahmoud leadership looked great and with the bowling we saw you know Mustafa Rahman kind of return to form and Nassim Ahmed really step up to the plate so loads of positives but how has the series overall been taken in Bangladesh is the series win being seen as good news or does that feel like there's still work to be done ahead of the world t20 uh the fans are happy you know every win uh, of Bangladesh team makes the make the people so happy and fans are happy but there is some confusion because the wickets were, were not ideal for the t20 cricket we saw some uh, low low scoring affairs so people always uh, want more runs in T20 cricket. So if there is no uh, big scores in T20 cricket, you, you don't have much to enjoy. So they ex- expected a better sort of wicket so that Bangladesh batsmen would have uh, faced some tough challenges against the quality bowling attack of New Zealand. Yeah, it, it's, it's a um, difficult one because... If Bangladesh didn't win the series against Australia and New Zealand, I think our confidence would have been even more low. And so I understand from a Bangladesh perspective, actually, developing the winning mentality is important, you know, to, to, to be able to beat Australia in a bilateral series, to beat New Zealand in a bilateral series, getting used to winning or, or, or learning how to win or winning those kind of like tough final over, over situations that's all really good experience for Bangladesh, but you're right. I think there's been a lot of um, press and social media about the type of pitches that Bangladesh have created. But on one hand that, you know, if a team is using their home advantage, you know, I think I I read a quote from um, Akram Khan who said, you know, these are the sort of pitches that we have in Bangladesh. What else can we do? And in that sense, it is true. I think if this series was played any other time, we wouldn't mind. We'd be like, this is how we play cricket in Bangladesh and we've used our home conditions and our players effectively. But it's just because of this World T20 that's happening in a month's time. I think we feel that we're not sure how it's really genuinely benefited us. But we saw New Zealand actually kind of fight back quite well, you know, particularly in the, um, in, in, in I think it was the third T20 and then the uh, final one where they were able to put on 161, 120, you know, sort of quite high scores. So New Zealand did what Australia failed to do, which was acclimatise to the conditions. And Bangladesh didn't do particularly well in those games. So is that worrying going into the World T20? As you said, Akram Khan said that they have tried to uh, make the wicket more friendly for the batsmen, but they couldn't due to the condition uh, at, at this time of the year. I was reading uh, an interview of Amin Rustam Bulbul, you know, the first captain of Bangladesh in Test cricket. He was saying that since the T20 World Cup is just around the corner, so Bangladesh should have prepared the wicket, keeping the T20 World Cup in mind, that the BCV didn't do. BCV just uh, wanted to uh, win the series and gather some confidence. Yes, these two wins against Australia and New Zealand will surely boost the confidence of the team, but 
it wasn't ideal for the preparation of the T20 World Cup. So these two series were the last chance to get ourselves prepared oil uh, before the T20 World Cup, right? Yeah, absolutely. These are the last matches really before the World T20. I think there are a couple of warm-up matches uh, before Bangladesh go into round one of the World T20. So, I mean, let's let's look ahead at the World T20 a little bit. And I guess let's start with the squad then. So Bangladesh announced their squad. I guess no real surprises there. Obviously, Tami Mikbel won't be there. He announced that he wasn't going to be playing in the World T20. And then I guess the only real kind of missing names, maybe probably Mossadegh, maybe, maybe some people might have expected to be there. But other than that, it is the players who've been playing together for, for some time now. So a good combination for me of, of experience and new players. This is the best possible squad, including the including the best available players. Uh, since Tami Mikbal decided to not take part in the T20 World Cup, he described this as uh, since he lacks match times. So he decided, I, I, I think there's no uh, chance to complain about his decision. So, except him, I think this is the best uh, possible squad that Bangladesh could announce uh, for the T20 World Cup. There is no surprise, yes. But uh, I think there wasn't enough option outside this squad, actually. Well, let's let's touch upon Tamim very quickly, because um, I know I know it's a couple of weeks ago. Since then, I mean, what's the reaction been like to Tamim? I mean, from my perspective, it feels that people have largely respected the decision and, and thought actually very kind of responsible, very honourable decision of him to to say, actually, you know, it's not fair for me to come and take places. So it feels like actually the decision has gained Tamim Iqbal more respect. Yes, people are happy with the decision of Tamim Iqbal because he wasn't really in a good touch in the T20 matches that he played last time. So people wanted him to stay for a while and, and prepare himself better. Uh, I think the people in Bangladesh are happy with the decision of Tami Iqbal. And uh, I saw a status of uh, Mashrafi bin Murtazat. He also said that it was the right decision from Tami Iqbal. Since he, he was not feeling good, he was not feeling fit for the World Cup. So it was right to stay away and give the chance to the younger player who have been playing for a while now and doing really well. So they also deserve a chance. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a really honourable honourable thing from Tamim to do. And it was very pleasing for me to see some of the younger players step up because in the Australia series, I was watching the cricket thinking, okay, this is audition. Who was going to open with Tamim? And then obviously when Tamim said he's not playing, suddenly it was, now it feels like who's going to open with Naeem? It's a place, uh, the team management will surely suit over it. Uh, Liton does if you, if you think Liton does for for granted as an opener, so the thing will will be about Mohammad Naim and Shomu Shorkar. We know Shomu Shorkar is a, has been in a bad patch for a long time now, and he also failed when he got a chance in the New Zealand series in the last match. He couldn't capitalize that chance. But Shomu Shorkar is is a better batsman when the wicket is fast. And I think the wicket of uh, Oman and United Arab Emirates, some similarities with the wicket of Bangladesh and the subcontinent. But still, uh, in the in the ICC events, we always see the wicket always uh, be friendly, both to the bowlers and the batsmen. So I think if we think Leeton does as the number one opener, then I think uh, the team management will go for some more nine minutes. We don't have uh, other options as well. I think if the wicket is faster than the wicket of Bangladesh, then Shomo will get a chance. So you think you think Litton and Shomo will like the open, like even ahead of Naeem, despite the fact Naeem's had 
a quite good series against New Zealand because for me yes nine 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 had a good series against New Zealand but if the wicket is fast i think shomo is a better batsman you know that, uh, uh nine's strike rate wasn't good in the new zealand series he played much balls to his runs well this is this is the thing i mean uh, you know people say oh they didn't score many runs they didn't score many, you know even mushfit they say didn't score runs but they're, they're chasing 60 runs 70 runs so they're not going to you know, there's no there's and no scope to, to score more than 15 hours yeah that is very true yeah, yeah you're right i mean the, 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 the scoring rate was what was slow for both sides and, I, and actually that is one of the things people say you know when Bangladesh go to play in, say, New Zealand, and there's swing and bounce, um, even if Bangladesh struggled, New Zealand can still score 280, 300. So people were saying, you know, it's fine, New Zealand can't play spin, or Australia struggled to play spin, but Bangladesh should still be putting competitive scores on the ball. So that that was a kind of a, a criticism that I, I sort of read and heard during the series. We started to talk about the kind of potential lineup in in uh, Oman and uh, the United Arab Emirates. What are the other kind of uh, uh, sort of question marks that hang over Bangladesh's potential lineup. I mean, in the middle order, obviously, I think Shaki most likely number three. Or do you think he'll yes, play down the and order? After him, and after him, Mushfiqur Rahim and Mahmoudul Riyad will come. And I yeah. think Afif deserve a place at the topper at the topper place. Well, Afif has looked very good. I mean, he's, he's one of the young players who has consistently sort of scored quite quickly, and he's been coming in. I'd say almost kind of. Six or seven. In fact, even in the final match, I saw. I think Marmadullah came in at number, number five or six. So it felt like they were playing slightly lower down the order to get to give space to um, Naeem, Litton, and Shuma to play number one, two, and three. But yeah, I feel I feel like Afif's name has to be certainly down on, on the um, on the paper. Um, the other kind of big question, I guess, then is Mushfik. You know, Russell Domingo said that Mushfik will no longer keep wicket in T Twenty. So I guess does that help Litton guarantee himself a place in the team, or has Nurul Hassan Shahan done enough to be in the side. Nurul is a good wicketkeeper, you know, but but it's not. He hasn't scored way, runs though, has he? Yes, but the way he batted in New Zealand wasn't good enough to assure him a place in the T20 World Cup, right? Yeah, you're absolutely spot on. I think you know we have wicketkeeping options, and I think the fact that Litondars can open and keep wicket means he should start every game, really, and I think most likely he will. Um, in terms of the bowling department, um, obviously during the both actually the New Zealand and the Australia series um, were playing at home. So we saw Bangladesh playing, at, at, you know, at, at times two left arm spinners, you know, Nasser Muhammad was in the team, Shakib was in the team. Going to the, the World T20, uh, I mean, I'm expecting to see, you know, Tuscan, Shariful, you know, some of our paces come back in. Who will lose a place in the team? Since the T20 World Cup is in Oman, uh, in Oman and in Arabia, I think Bangladesh will prefer to go with Two pace bowlers, and and if if we if we uh, take Mustafizur Rahman for granted, then one place is open for Shoriful and Taskin Ahmed. I don't think Taskin and Shoriful will get chance together. I think one of them will will get a go ahead. What happens to Nasim Ahmed? Because obviously he's had a phenomenal it, series. It's 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 about the pace bowling department, and in, in spin bowling, uh, I think Nasum Nasum has a good chance. He did really, really well uh, against Australia and New Zealand. So as a spinner, he he obviously has a good, really good chance to be in the fast eleven. Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to depend on conditions because I guess one line of thought is if you have Shaki there as a left arm spinner, then you you might want to play Mahedi instead to, to have the kind of variety of of spin attack. So it's there's one of these things about playing at home and then playing in in foreign conditions that you know home home performances don't necessarily translate to. To, to guaranteed positions, but Nassim's done so well that I hope he gets rewarded 
by performances at the World Tier 20. But Yes, he deserves it. So Bangladesh play in this first round um, where we'll face Scotland, Oman and Papua New Guinea. And after those three games, the two, of the, for two from those four teams will qualify for the second round where the, the top eight, uh, your big teams, sort of qualify. And I think for me, those three games are where Bangladesh need to cement and figure out their best 11 and also acclimatise to the conditions. And, you know, it is quite risky because those three games, Scotland, Oman, Papua New Guinea, are very important. And, they, you know, all those teams know that an upset beating Bangladesh will will send them through to the proper round of the, of the World T20. So they are potential banana skins, but Bangladesh should still win. But actually, Bangladesh need to use those games to acclimatise to conditions and figure out the best 11. So there's still work to be done. Exactly, exactly. Uh, in the first round, Bangladesh uh, should win all the three matches easily. And, and it's a big chance for the Bangladesh team to prepare themselves for the next round of the games. You know, uh, Oman, Papua New Guinea and Scotland, are uh, they have many unfamiliar faces and they also uh, pose some sort of challenges. So Bangladesh should be aware of that and, and play according to their plan. What's the feeling like? in Bangladesh about the World T20? Because I remember before the 2019 World Cup, there was a real expectation and excitement. You know, it was a golden generation, this Bangladesh squad of, you know, players who played for a long time. And it was the, you know, people thought it was like the strongest squad we've ever sent to World Cup. And there was genuine expectation. Is that the same for the World T20? Or do you think there's like less expectation on this squad? Expectation is high. Uh, really? When, when, yes, because Shakib Al-Hassan, Mushukur Rahim and Mahmoud al these three pair have been playing together for for a long, long time. And Lidonda, Shomo Sharkar, they have also around the team for a long time. So this is the time to deliver a good thing, a memorable thing for, for, for the fans. So expectation is really high in Bangladesh, but uh, but the pe- people expect that Bangladesh do oil, a really, really oil uh, tournament. But they I, I don't think they want that the Bangladesh will be champion, but they want a good, good memorable tournament. Yeah, I, I think it's important. I, I always say this, um, obviously you and me, Saif, we always follow Bangladesh cricket day in, day out. But yes. for the rest of the world, they only see Bangladesh in tournaments. And so a good performance from Bangladesh in a tournament helps Bangladesh's reputation and PR in, in the near future. And I hope that... Obviously. For me, I hope Bangladesh put enough of a performance for people to go, actually, we should tour Bangladesh more. We should host Bangladesh more. They're a, they're a good quality side. Or, you know, even for the players, you know, if yeah, someone like Mahmoudullah, who for me is an exceptional leader, a good performance in this World T20 will hopefully mean franchise contracts in T20 tournaments. And that, that, that for me would be the kind of success more than, you know, where Bangladesh finish in the tournament. In terms of expectations, I mean, how far do you think Bangladesh should get? I mean, let's, let's, let's say... Like if, if we don't get past the first round, that will be a complete tragedy. So Bangladesh must make it to the second round. And I mean, beyond that, do you, th- do you think they can get past the second round? The second round will be tougher race for Bangladesh because uh, they will they will face some some really uh, big teams who are who have been doing really well in the shorter format of the game. Bangladesh will have to face the real challenge in the second second round. But still, I am hopeful that the Tigers will pass the second round. Well, the one thing we definitely have on our side is winning mentality. We've beaten Australia, we've beaten New Zealand. Um, and so if they can take that psychology and that confidence into the World T20, then that hopefully will bode Bangladesh really well. Saif Bai, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast after so long. Thank you, Roshan Bai. Uh, it was really great to join your podcast again.
And thank you for listening to the Bangla Cricket Podcast and we'll see you for the next one very soon.